Welcome to the Traveling Image Makers Podcast, your source of inspiration about travel photography. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we bring you on a tour around the world with our guests. All right, uh, this is another episode of the Traveling Image Makers podcast uh, with your hosts, uh, Hugo Che and uh, Ralph Velasco. And uh, today I happen to be at home while Ralph is uh, somewhere in Morocco. Hi, Ralph. How are you doing? Hey there. Hey, Hugo. Hey, everyone. Are you in uh, w- which location in Morocco are you exactly? Yeah, so I'm in uh, Tindarir which is uh, just about halfway between Mersuga and the desert, their food. We just spent the night in the desert last night, had a nice camel ride this morning with my group, and now we're on our way to Skouda. And after that, we'll be in Marrakesh. It's been a wonderful trip. Yeah, awesome places. I was there in, in that area, was that nine years ago? still remember it, Mersuga, the dunes, and Marrakesh. Awesome places. Beautiful. Um, Today we have on the call uh, Daniel Korzeniewski. I hope I'm spelling your name right, pronouncing it right. Yes, hi, hi everybody. Hi, everybody. Thanks is, for uh, having me, Hugo. Who is uh, calling us from Miami, Florida. But Daniel, if, you, if I'm not mistaken, you were just a few weeks ago in Morocco. Same, uh, yes. Same country that Ralph is now. Can you... <laughs> Yes, Did you yes, see the yes. same places or other places? Actually, well, I, I don't know exactly, but yeah, I've I been there and uh, I spent one night in the, in the desert. I uh, just came back like uh, two weeks ago uh, from there. It was a wonderful experience. I mean, I was there uh, co-leading a, a tour with uh, Darlene Hildebrandt from the Digital Photo Mentor. Wow. Yeah, uh, we had a sure. nice group, and you know, it, it, it was fun. It was uh, very nice. Yeah, we had Darlene here a few episodes ago, so maybe we should. Uh, yeah, she do told a, me. <laughs> <laughs> we should do another interview with uh, with you all, maybe one day, and talk about yeah. your past and and future trips together. But mm-hmm. um, uh, let, let, was it your first time in Morocco? Uh, yes, mm-hmm. uh, it was my first time. How did you find it? I, I really uh, like the place. Uh, actually, it was my first time in Africa. I've been, you know, all over the places, but never uh, in Africa. So, I mean, it was a, a nice experience. And, uh, you know, it happened to be an opportunity for me to uh, help Darlene there. Uh, and, you know, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's a different place uh, from, you know, other places that I've been before. And I really like the the culture uh, aspect and and you know architectural uh, part of the uh, you know main cities. So it's it's a very nice place. Yeah, it is. So I'll just um, give a brief introduction to you. We had the wanted to talk a bit about Morocco because Ralph is there, and uh, I think mm-hmm. Ralph, you're you're going to to leave us in a few minutes because you have to to go with your group. So. Um, yeah, it's funny. It just happened uh, while your call is, you know, you had planned this interview and uh, I told you I couldn't make it, but I just happened to be at lunch with my group in a hotel that has pretty good Wi-Fi. So we thought I'd jump on for just a few minutes. I do have to go, though, because we're about ready to go wheels up. But, uh, yeah. Hi, everyone. Thanks uh, 
Thanks. Uh, I'm looking forward to listening to this episode, and I'm sorry I can't participate more, guys. Thank it's you, Russ. It's fine. Great. Uh, great for uh, thanks for being here today, even if uh, for just a few minutes. And uh, maybe we'll uh, yeah. we'll find uh, more bandwidth uh, on more time next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Have a nice day. That'd be great. Okay. Thanks, Thank guys, you. and everyone. Thanks, uh, enjoy this episode. I'll talk to you later. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Bye. So I was about to to introduce you to our audience, uh, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And Daniel Korzeniewski, uh, you were born and raised in Argentina, but moved to Miami in Florida in 2001. And your your passion for photog- for photography started as a teenager, uh, but was reignited by the discovery of digital in the early 2000s. Uh, you've been shooting stock photography for a good number of years. You shot assignments, commercial work, lifestyle campaigns, travel features, architecture, real estate projects, and a bit of everything. Um, but uh, reading your bio, you say you love what you love most are the creative opportunities to capture the essence of places and the soul of people. Uh, photography gives you the chance to show the world through your eyes, the way you see it and the way you feel it. Uh, is there anything else you would like uh, our audience to know about you? No, no, that pretty much uh, sum it up uh, very well. I mean, um, what you say last, I mean, regarding uh, travel photography and why I started to do it more and more in the last, uh, see, three, four years, is uh, because I really think uh, photography helps us to connect in a different way. I mean, there is um, a saying about there that says that basically, you know, the world is a book and, you know, uh, those who do not travel only can read one page. I don't know who said it, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's very interesting to me. And I think uh, photographers, we are very lucky uh, because I think we can see different. So when we travel, I mean, we have uh, more time to do certain things. We are more aware of things because we tend to put like uh, more attention. We look up and down. I mean, I, and I think photography is a very good way to, you know, help us uh, be more observant of the different places and, and connect with people and, and, and the different, you know, uh, uh, countries or, or cultures and I think I don't know if you agree but uh, travel and travel photography uh, helps us and the people who look at our photos see that other other countries other places can be different and then sometimes are as you said Morocco can be wildly different from the US or, or Europe but they're also similar to us I mean people have the similar aspirations uh, similar problems uh, and so on we're all uh, I know it sounds a bit like uh, kumbaya and so on, but we're all parts of one, one race, one people. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was looking at your website, uh, which, by the way, is uh, Daniel Korzeniewski Photo dot com. Um, of course, we will put links. Uh, uh, it's a bit uh, long to remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a link in the show notes so people can find you uh, more easily. But yeah, I was uh, looking at your website and I saw uh, that you have articles about many different countries from Argentina to the US, just uh, mm-hmm. just uh, starting from the first to the last in alphabetical order. But I could uh, mention uh, Austria, Bahamas, Bhutan, Costa Rica, Czech, Hungary, Iceland, India, Italy, Latvia, 
Myanmar, Peru, Qatar, Romania, Russia, Slovakia, Thailand, United Arab Emirates, Uruguay, Vietnam, and the U.S., as I was saying. So uh, lots mm -hmm. of different countries. Um, uh, I'm sure uh, the, you, you liked all of them, but is there one particular country where you so to speak, left a little bit of your heart and to where you would return again and again, and, and why? Yeah, I mean, uh, you're right. It's very difficult because uh, you always say, I come back. <laughs> I mean, I, there is no one place where I have been that I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't be back there. Uh, but uh, one of the places which I will, I mean, actually, I'm planning to do it, but uh, I really like it. It was Varanasi in India. Mm -hmm. um, it was like a really different, like, a, you know, shocking cultural experience. And I've been there for only, I think, uh, four days, and I would like to spend more time there. Uh, that's uh, one of the places I will, will, I, I will go back. What's so shocking about Varanasi? Oh, uh, well, Baranasi, I mean, is is shocking from the moment you, you know, step into the main area of the city. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I uh, last time when I was there, I was not, uh, I mean, I was in a hotel that was not close to the uh, main areas, the gates, but... Um, it's, it's, it's shocking in the sense that um, when when you get there, I mean, there is like people everywhere, you know, doing different things and, and so many things that we are not used to see. Uh, like, you know, obviously one of them is the, um, you know, cremation by the gates and they are doing that like, uh, you know, 24 hours. Um, the smells, uh, you know, the, the senses and they do it so naturally, which is, you know, totally different from us. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, it's, it's really uh, shocking, you know, for the, if you go then for the, for the first time. Yeah, for, from what I heard and what I've seen, it looks like it's a mix of uh, life and death, where it's mm -hmm. probably part of the philosophy and religious of the Hindu people, where mm -hmm. that is just part of the of the cycle of things and uh, mm -hmm. it's not the end yes. and uh, so that's why it's so so familiar i mean so natural to to mm -hmm. deal with uh, with death together with life in the streets of Varanasi. i think yeah. i mean i've never been there as i said so i, I would love to go to but that's my the my, my idea the idea i made in my own head of that kind of place yes uh, and and i I mean, if if you can, I mean, one I, I truly recommend you to do it. It's a it's a very interesting place. Mm -hmm. uh, so I I am planning to to go back sometime, uh, maybe next year. You said unfortunately that unfortunately you were not uh, staying in a hotel close to the central area. Would you recommend to to stay closer to the center, or is that maybe I mean yes. you mentioned the smells. <laughs> if people are a bit I, I, well, about that. They would <laughs> Well, I, I I tell you something. I mean, I, I, at least for me, um, 
And I, I was telling this, uh, Darlene, and you say, oh, that's very interesting. But uh, when I travel, when I come back and I look at my pictures or, or, or you know, I, I remember what I have done and, and stuff like that, the, the places that and the photographies that I end up enjoying the most are the ones that there were more like a challenge for me to do it and to be there. Um, and I don't know the reason, but that's the way, <laughs> you know, uh, it works for me. Uh, and yeah, I will recommend to stay close to the gates because, um, I mean, I stay like maybe 20, I mean, 15, 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, you go there in the morning, you know, but then, you know, you go back to the hotel and if you want to go out again and, you know, midday or something like that, it's not like really easy. While if you are there, it's like you just, you know, go down at down and then you come back and then you go down again. And they're pretty, I mean, for what I saw, there are pretty nice, uh, you know, accommodations around around the, the gates. Not many, but there are some. So okay. I, I would strongly recommend to stay uh, close to the gates there. Good, good recommendation. I'll keep that mm -hmm. in mind for, <laughs> yeah. for when I'm going there. And yeah. useful for our listeners too, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I was also looking at your your portfolio, aside from the, the the many locations that I mentioned before, and I see you're very much focused on um, on portraits. Or maybe it's me. I especially mm -hmm. love your portraits. I mean, you have some some really great people shows mm -hmm. there. I would like to ask mm -hmm. you, uh, how do you approach your subjects, and um, especially in different cultures and so on? And what suggestions can you give to to photographers who want to take travel portraits? Uh, for instance, how do you overcome the language barrier? Do you have people uh, assisting you there in some places, or you just go alone? What's uh, how does that work? Uh, well, it, it really it really depends. But yeah, I am I am certainly drawn uh, towards. Uh, portraits and, and and people i do other stuff too as part of you know when i go to a place try to tell a story or or you know uh documenting the place but obviously you know people is what you know make the place uh, beyond the environment so uh, i try to do that as much as i can and uh, i i don't have a specific uh technique uh but what I try to do uh, more and more often is to like uh, learn about the person that I am trying to make a picture and build confidence. Basically, uh, if I am on a specific place and I see someone that I would like to photograph, uh, it's because for some reason you know uh, got my attention and i and i like to you know stay there for a few minutes uh try to engage in a conversation uh, with the person you know get to know them uh, and then i ask for uh, permission for a picture uh, obviously if there is no language barrier and when i do that i mean uh, if, if if they agree for me to take a picture that's fine i'll take one or two pictures, but then I don't leave. I just stay there and I keep talking to them. At that point, they basically, okay, you know, start to feel confident with me and, okay, picture time is on. But I actually keep shooting afterwards. And that's where, I, you know, sort of they, 
uh, loosen up a little bit and, and make a more, uh, you know, uh, let's say, candid portrait. Uh, actually, they are not candid, but uh, yeah, uh, that, that's the way it works. For Yeah, they're, they're more relaxed, correct. Yeah. And if there is a language barrier, if I have a, a tour guide with me or a fixer, I will, you know, ask them uh, to translate for me. And if not, just uh, show the camera, smile, <laughs> try to do, you know, the best I can to, you know, communicate with them. Uh, and, and that's the way I, I, I do it. Uh, but I, I am not the kind of person who, like, uh, you know, have a big zoom lens and shoot from across the street and then take a picture and keep on going. I mean... I certainly do it in certain occasions, but that's not the way I, I prefer to do it. Yeah, I was discussing uh, more or less this topic uh, in episode 75 with Matt Brandon a couple of weeks ago and mm -hmm. about an article that he wrote on his blog, uh, it's titled, I think, uh, A Photographer You Make Ripples, which was referring mm -hmm. to the fact that when you, you enter a scene, uh, like market scene and so on, uh, especially if you're a Westerner, Uh, in a mm -hmm. different country, you're dress, dressed differently, you, you immediately spot it and you have a camera. So everybody knows yes. you're a photographer. <laughs> you're a bit out of the place. Yeah. And even if people yeah. are reacting positively to that, to that they are still, they're still reacting. I mean, they might pause, mm -hmm. they might get stiff, they might look at you, what is this guy doing here and so on. But then mm -hmm. after a while, the tension seems to uh, Correct. ease. And uh, this yes. is pretty much what you were saying, right? You, mm -hmm. you strike a conversation and you take some photos and then initial ones might be a little bit unnatural and, and stiff because people are posing or are uh, insecure what to do and then they relax, they, they feel at ease and this is when you get uh, the best scenes, the best portraits. Yes, that's exactly. A, that's exactly. a very, very and, valuable uh, suggestion for, for everyone. Yeah. Yes, and, and I find that that works even in in places where traditionally are more difficult to uh, make uh, pictures of people like uh, you know I've been told that Morocco was going to be a very difficult place especially going out of Casablanca to make uh, portraits however I mean it certainly I mean there are something on their culture that you know uh, and religion that they they believe that Somehow, when you make a picture of them, you are stealing part of their souls or whatever. Uh, but I, I found that, you know, using this, I mean, but being truly interested on the subject, which mm -hmm. I I'm really am, uh, it helps a lot to, uh, you know, uh, make pictures of them and, and, and uh, you know, uh, without any kind of problem. So uh, it helps a lot. Yeah, very... Very true, very true, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Completely agree yeah. with that. Um, is there any photographer whose work inspire you, inspires you? Yeah, well, so many. Uh, especially to nowadays that, you know, you can go online and find images everywhere. But um, early, uh, when I started to do stock photography and I used to have a studio uh, here in Miami, I learned a lot and got a lot of inspiration from uh, John Magnali in in terms of you know studio lights and how to shoot with flash that that type of stuff. I think he's very. Do you use flash that. when uh, when taking your travel portraits nowadays? 
Uh, yes and no, it depends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to do it uh, more and more. Uh, the problem is that somehow I always find that I am traveling with a lot of gear and <laughs> I mean that's basically the 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 problem. But uh, I, I yeah I I would love to uh, do more with with Flash. But lately I have not been doing it. Uh, I've been just traveling with uh, you know uh, standard cameras, no no Flash on on me. Uh, but early in the days, uh, you know I I I learned a lot from. Uh, the courses and things from uh, Joe Magnali. And nowadays, I, I really like um, uh, what uh, our Wolf, uh, you know, is, is yeah. his work. Um, and a little bit controversial too, but uh, uh, Steve McCurry, mm-hmm. uh, I like his style too. Well, it, I know it's controversial that one, but uh, <laughs> but I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're speaking of gear before and mm-hmm. you have a section of your website which is devoted to uh, i wouldn't say maybe reviews but at least uh, impressions on gear recommendations yes. uh, and so mm-hmm. on um mostly around cameras and bags so what, what do you what are you shooting with today what's in your camera well sorry what's in your bag and what bag is it uh well right now i am primarily shooting with uh fuji Mm-hmm. I used to shoot with Nikon before, and I converted, like I think, uh, about three years ago. Um, and the main, the main reason I did it, it was trying to downsize my travel kit, um, which eventually it worked at the beginning. It, uh, it's not working any longer. <laughs> uh, because basically, you know, uh, Fuji cameras are smaller, but when you are starting to look on, on the, you know, um, fixed aperture lenses, the weight and size of those are pretty much similar to the ones for, you know, standard, you know, uh, DSLRs. So, uh, but right now I am I, I am shooting with uh, Fuji. Uh, I have a XT2, uh, two XT2 bodies, and before I went to Morocco, I purchased the um, uh, medium format, the GFX, mm. with uh, one lens, uh, and I am using that uh, as well. Uh, I'm yeah, trying talk, to talk about build- downsizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You see, uh, I also have my Mavic Pro, uh, and I also have a small XT um, X100F, like I use like everyday walk around camera. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't carry all that on, you know, all the time in every trip. I I I try to see uh, what is what I am going to be doing, and I try to you know, put the, what they're going to be uh, needing. So uh, in terms of, of, of bags, uh, I usually carry a backpack, uh, F-stop, a Tilopa, or, or the beer one, the Shuka, and I use that for basically carrying my stuff. And then on location, I try to use a, you know, smaller camera for, for the day. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what, what I do. So our gear sets are 
somewhat similar. I mean, I use the XT2 as well. I have a mm-hmm. X100S still, and I have the Mavic mm-hmm. Pro too. <laughs> so yes, I saw. I, I'm, I'm missing saw the that. I'm missing the medium format. The was that the GXF50, right? 50s. Yes, yes, um, yes. But I wanted to ask. Same, yeah. yeah, I wanted to ask about the, the the drone, the Mavic Pro, which is a DJI quadcopter mm-hmm. or drone, and mm-hmm. uh, we had um, what was that episode seventy three? Uh, the conversation mm-hmm. with Ralph about my experiences uh, shooting with the drone, which uh, as uh, as of today, I've only used uh, here in Italy. I have, haven't brought it with me abroad. I'm probably going to to bring it with me when I'm. Uh, going to Chicago next month, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, did did you bring it to Morocco? Because I heard some horror stories about uh, people trying to enter well, Morocco with a drone <laughs> and it being uh, confiscated yeah, by customs. No, well, I I brought it to Morocco. Oh. Um, I, I really, I mean, I had the drone for maybe uh, a couple of months now, and I didn't shoot a lot uh, other than in Miami. But the story about Morocco is that I didn't have any trouble getting into the country or nothing like that. Uh, but I I asked uh, the, the guy that we had there if we could uh, basically use it, mm-hmm. and they say, no, totally not. Don't, don't use it. We are going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe in the desert. Uh, and I say, okay, that's fine. I, I, I respect that. And when we were going to get into, uh, I didn't use it in Casablanca. When we were getting to um, Chepchawen, we stopped on a, you know, a high point, a viewpoint that was beautiful. And I thought that was going to be a very good idea to use it there. Mm-hmm. So I pull it out very quick uh, and, you know, use it like maybe for five minutes and, you know, Ali, which was our guy, was very upset with me and say, we're going to get into trouble. Locals are calling the police. This is not allowed to be here. I told you to do so. So I had to apologize because, I mean, it was my fault and I never use it <laughs> anymore. Uh, so, but seems like, I mean, you can get a, I mean, you can apply for a permit beforehand. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, how long is the process or what the process entails, but I'm going to uh, find out. As I, uh, I mean, we are planning a new, a new trip for next year and I, I will certainly try to get a license for, for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that, that's the reason I I didn't bring it, and I I think that's the problem in most places. I mean, I I've been to uh, Dubai uh, in January, and I didn't bring the drone there neither because of the same reason. I mean, I was reading uh, online that you know you can get in trouble, that you need permissions to do it, and you know I didn't want to risk it. Uh, so I think. There is a lot of research to be done, uh, depending on the places that we are going to, you know, for us to be able to use it in a, you know, safely way without trying to, without getting in trouble. Yeah, I, I would have probably not flown it if, even if I had it in, in the desert, if you are thinking of a place like Marzuga, because it's mm-hmm. very close to the border with Algeria. So that might no. even be more risky than flying it near Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, 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 so we'll see. Yeah, but I, I, I really like it. I mean, it's something that I've been having a lot of fun with. I'm still learning about it. And, and are, are you more into really like video it. or stills? No, stills. stills, stills. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me because yeah. it's. Um, I know how to take uh, good still pictures. At least I think I'm completely incompetent when it comes to shooting video and editing. Yeah, oh, yeah, and so me on. too. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. So you can come to Italy with it. Uh, we can still fly here with with that, with that rules, with uh, limitations and everything. But we can still fly. Yeah, that will be awesome. I, I really had fun in Italy when I was there. So it's a a, a, a really nice uh, country. Do you, do you have any plans to come back here? Yeah, probably. I would like to go back uh, to um, Cinque Terre uh -huh. at some point while I've been there, but I would like to go back there. I really like it, that uh, area. Yeah. Uh, and of all the places you have not been to, is there anyone that is, uh, so to speak, at the top of your bucket list? Some place where if money and time were uh, no concern, you would go tomorrow? Sure, uh, that will be Antarctica. Oh, I heard that yeah, answer I, for, from many people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love to get there. And also, I think um, it's something that I think I, I basically owe to myself because I, I, I haven't done a lot of Argentina and Patagonia is awesome. And me being there, uh, mm. from I mean, from there, I would like to... Uh, you know, visit Patagonia. I mean, I've been there when I was a teenager or in vacation many times, but not with doing photography. So I would love to do Patagonia as well. But uh, Antarctica is uh, one of is my, you know, preferred mm. go-to list if, if I could do it now. Yeah, sure. It's uh, just not easy to, to get there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not easy at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's reasonably easy, but uh, it's not like yeah. uh, flying to, to Morocco. You just take a, a flight to yeah. from Miami to, I don't know, Paris or Frankfurt or London. And then yeah. uh, it's a hop to Morocco probably for you. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You also lead workshops on, on location. Uh, do you have any future workshops uh, in your agenda and what, what kind of experience can people expect by joining a workshop with you is that more uh, uh, is intensive yes. photography intensive is more relaxed uh, how, how does it look like well uh, basically uh, I, I don't have anything planned for this uh, uh, for this uh, year uh, we are working uh, uh, with Aline uh, in a couple of uh, uh, um, projects for next year. Mm -hmm. uh, we are going back to uh, Morocco in May. We'll be announcing that one probably next week. We are finalizing the dates and, and pricing for that one. Uh, and then um, we are uh, working in India. Uh, and pretty much uh, also I'm going back this year. I've been in Myanmar once. I'm going back to Myanmar later this year on a, a basically a scouting trip for a you know, possible future uh, tour there as well. Um, 
and and the reason is uh, when this I mean this trip to Morocco I mean is is the first place where I've been doing a tour which I haven't been there, but Darlene was there before. Yeah, she's and very, I, she's I, very I, familiar with the with the place. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I mean I think it's it's a disservice for to people if you go there and you haven't been there before because you really need to do research and 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 scout the places you know make sure that you know if you are taking them to a place uh, where they are going to be able to do sunrise or sunset is a is a good place and and you know everything is going to be uh, to be fine um mainly what i do is i i tend to call my trips uh, photo tours, not workshops, although I I help people, you know, um, with their cameras or setting up shoots and, and stuff like that. Uh, but the way I, I, I plan it are more I like a photography driven intensive than, you know, uh, like a workshop itself. Uh, so basically, in the locations I scout beforehand, and we plan, you know, the different locations, and and uh, that's uh, mainly the way the way I do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But obviously, there are you know questions for people I, uh, all all the time, and and you know we, I mean, try to help them as much as we can. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so we are almost at the top of our uh, allotted time for this conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we we say goodbye, we'd just like to to thank you for uh, for your time today. Uh, it's been really interesting and uh, some things to to consider, some places to to consider. Um, before we we say goodbye, is there anything else uh, that you would like to add, or maybe tell people where they can find more about you online? No, I mean, thank you for having me. I mean, I, I've been a listener of your podcast for, you know, I, I actually since almost the beginning and oh, I found cool. it very interesting. So I I feel somehow honored that you <laughs> thought about me. Uh, and people can find me mostly on, on, on my website and I, uh, I, I am more active on Instagram where I try to post, uh, you know, daily images. Um Daniel Korsenieski is my handle there. I think it's a little bit difficult, but <laughs> you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll put we'll, links, we'll put I'm sure. Links, yeah. yeah. Um, and if if I am traveling, I'll put uh, daily pictures from I, what I am doing there. If I am in Miami, like uh, right now, I try to you know post pictures from past trips like uh, every day. So that's where people can find me the most. So it's still a, a stream that is mostly travel-oriented. Yes, mm-hmm, exactly. Good. Uh, so great. As I said, we'll put links uh, uh, in the show notes. Uh, this is going to be episode 77, I think. So people will be able to find everything uh, as usual at ttim.photo forward slash 77. Uh, so thank you, Daniel, again for, for being with us today and looking forward to talk to you again. Maybe see you around somewhere in the world. Morocco, Italy, Antarctica, US, wherever. Yeah, let's hope so. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yes, bye. Bye Bye-bye now. And that was it. A great conversation with uh, Daniel Korzaniewski, who sounds like he's a super nice guy. I would love to meet him in person. So maybe one day. 
Before uh, we wrap this up, I would just like to remind you again that you can find all the links and show notes for this episode at ttim.photo forward slash 77. Also, if you want to leave us a comment there, or even better, if you want to leave us a review, uh, head to ttim.photo forward slash iTunes. That would be very much appreciated. You can also find more about me at my website, ucphoto.me, and about Ralph at his website, ralphvelasco.com and photoenrichment.com. So thanks for listening, and until next time, all the best, and now let's go out and shoot.